0: The second lesson today comes from the New Testament. It is the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. It is the description of the end of the day of Pentecost. I will begin reading at the 37th verse. Acts 2 and 37. Hear the word of God. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls and he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them saying, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized and that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Awe and wonder and joy and generosity and mercy were all on the move. Among them, the apostles themselves were drawing on the spirit of God and their ministry among them was full of wonder and signs of God's presence, God's grace, God's resurrection power. Those who believed were together. They had all things in common. Possessions, goods, proceeds were shared. The needs of all were met. They spent a lot of time together in the temple. They broke bread from house to house to house. They ate, they worshiped, they prayed. They demonstrated the goodness of God to all people. Day by day, day by day, God added to their number those who were being saved, day by day. Studying, learning, growing in the faith of Jesus Christ, fellowship, generosity, sharing, caring for those in need, demonstrating the goodness of God, breaking bread, praising God, testifying to the signs and wonders of God, and prayer day by day day by day. As I mentioned, this text is a description of life in the community of faith in the hours and the days after Pentecost. Pentecost, when all were filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Bible records that there was sounds like a mighty wind coming from heaven, everyone was speaking in tongues, an incredible gathering of devout Jews from every nation under heaven. Each one heard talk of God's deeds of power in their own language. People were amazed and perplexed. Observers thought the crowd had too much wine on the morning of Pentecost. Amazing, perplexing. Luke's account of the morning of Pentecost. It's near the top of the list in terms of miraculous when it comes to this strange old world of the Bible. Later that day, and in the days ahead, day by day, studying, learning, growing in the faith of Jesus Christ, fellowship, generosity, sharing, caring for those in need, demonstrating the goodness of God, breaking bread, praising God, testifying to the signs and wonders of God, and prayer day by day, day by day. A glimpse of church life for the earliest followers of Jesus. Peter's Pentecost sermon it cut to the heart of all who were listening. And when they ask what they should do, Peter tells them to repent and be baptized, and he promises them the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you and for your children, for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls. The Bible says about 3,000 people were added, saved, saved from the corrupt generation. In real time, the sermon had to have been as divinely inspired and directed as, by God as the breathtaking events of the mighty wind and the tongues of fire, the great gathering from every nation, 3,000 added to those who would become known as the body of Christ. And then, later that day, and in the days ahead, day by day, studying, learning, growing in the faith of Jesus Christ, fellowship, generosity, sharing, caring for those in need, demonstrating the goodness of God, breaking bread, praising God, testifying to the signs and wonders of God and prayer day by day, day by day. One has to question how long it lasted this day by day, that slice of church life. The book of Acts goes on to tell of Peter and John healing a man lame from birth. Peter preached some more, they were all tossed in prison, For proclaiming that in Jesus there is resurrection from the dead. The text records another 5,000 people join the community. 5,000 joined the day-by-day of the body of Christ. You have to wonder how long it lasted. The chapters that tell of the Acts of the Apostles, they don't take the form of an hourly or daily diary. So how long did this idyllic glimpse of the early church of the early, earliest church's life, how long did it last? Probably until the couple named Ananias and Sapphira decided to break the community's covenant and hold some money back from a sale of their own property. That's in chapter five. And as the story goes, both were struck dead for breaking the covenant, rocking the boat, keeping a bit of the cash. That seems a bit harsh for a lie and a bit of money, even by biblical standards. Perhaps right there is where it all ends. The story of Ananias and Sapphira marking the end of the day by day, day by day, honeymoon era of church life. As Luke writes, after the two were struck dead, great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about it. Great fear. Studying, learning, growing in the faith of Jesus Christ, fellowship, generosity, sharing, caring for those in need, demonstrating the goodness of God, breaking bread, praising God, testifying to the signs and wonders of God, and prayer day by day, day by day. It seems odd to say when it comes to the divine bluster of Pentecost, it is paired with a certain ordinariness in the biblical account of the day by day. Amid signs and wonders and numbers in the thousands come studying and growing and fellowship and generosity and sharing and breaking bread and praising God and prayer. Amid all the miraculous of those days, there was also an everydayness to it The followers of Jesus demonstrating the goodness of God in the run-of-mill life together. So much of that day of Pentecost is so incomprehensible, unimaginable, and unrelatable for you and for me, that strange old world of the Bible, and yet so much in that day and in the days ahead and in the day today is so very imaginable, very relatable studying learning growing in the faith of jesus christ fellowship generosity sharing caring for those in need demonstrating the goodness of god breaking bread praising god a recognizable slice of church life to this very day for by god's grace ananias and sapphira did not in fact bring an end to the day to day of church life experiencing the extraordinary presence of God and the ordinariness of life together in the body of Christ. I've seen it, you've seen it. The witness of the New Testament makes clear the vulnerability, the tenuousness, the fleeting reality of this day-to-day of church life. Disagreements are real. Factions rise. Conflicts fester. Life together in the community of faith challenged by humans being humans. The peace and unity of the church is a delicate balance and has been from day one. But still, and yet, by the grace of God, there are these glimpses of the day to today. Studying, learning, growing in the faith of Jesus Christ, fellowship, generosity, sharing, caring for those in need, demonstrating the goodness of God, breaking bread, praising God, testifying to the signs and wonders of God, and prayer day by day, day by day. How long did it last, the glimpse of the ordinary? In the resurrection power of Jesus Christ among us, it's still here. Craving the ordinary in the body of Christ. What transcends the strange miraculousness of it all? What connects us to our life in Christ, our life as the body of Christ? What binds us to the communion of saints, to the great cloud of witnesses, It's the risen Christ himself, Christ and his promise. Our unity with one another is not by the merit of our belief or by the purity of our discipline or by an adherence to our moral code or another, one moral code or another. Our unity is in Christ and him alone. And according to the reformed tradition that we've inherited according to our forebearers, wherever we see the word of God purely preached and heard and the sacraments administrated, according to Christ's institution, there is not to be doubted a church exists. The body of Christ formed, reformed, shaped, built, sent into the world by word and sacrament, carrying out the very mission of God day by day, day by day. Some dismiss the accounts of life together in the body of Christ Those first accounts of life together in the body of Christ, some dismiss them as so strange, so otherworldly, so irrelevant and unimaginable. Some dismiss the life in the body of Christ today as so different from their own expectation or yearning and are content to just walk away. Some mistakenly label life in a faith community as organized religion to make it much easier than to write off or to pile on. But others... Others crave the ordinary of life together in the body of Christ. Praying for the eyes and the ears and the hearts to behold the wonders and signs of the living God present and at work in our lives, in the lives of those around us, and yes, in the world. Like the first century followers of Jesus, they celebrate with awe the saving grace of Christ that still fills hearts and changes lives and meets us afresh every morning they yearn for a kingdom where the hungry are fed and those that have much work to help those who have little and do it with a generous, joy-filled heart. Like the prophets of old, they cry out for justice and righteousness and wholeness, not just in the community of faith, but in all of the land. And they foster a community of faith, maybe not of all like-minded and like-looking people, but a community that weeps with those who weeps and rejoices with those who rejoice. A community that's less concerned with who is in and who is out and more concerned with reflecting the goodness of God and the hospitality of Christ to all who come in and all who go out and to all who pass by. A community that will sing for you when you can't sing, will pray for you when you can't pray, and will believe for you when there's little to nothing left in you. A community who knows its collective worship life to be sacred and its fellowship a gift of God and the life of discipleship to be the absolute highest calling a community that delivers that believes that our life in Christ is precious and we live it day by day to God's glory studying learning growing in the faith of Jesus Christ, fellowship, generosity, sharing, caring for those in need, demonstrating the goodness of God, breaking bread, praising God, testifying to the signs and wonders of God, and prayer day by day, day by day, still day by day. Come to the table this morning that our craving for the ordinary in this life together might be nourished. Come to the table, so that you and I, so that our life as the body of Christ, might be fed by Christ himself. Thanks be to God.